Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson. And this is the podcast where you have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationships and dating. So I hope you all are having a good start to your week. Hopefully you've had a restful weekend and have able be, been able to rest and recharge yourself as we get out here and get back on this journey called love. So for those who may be new or this is your first time, welcome. This is a place where we just have open dialogue about relationships, dating, marriage in a healthy way. We're not here to bicker and complain. We're here to learn tools and strategies to be able to make love last for a lifetime. So on this season, we've had people such as Nate Evans Jr. We've had Brad Butler II. We've had Anisha Sharp join us to give us practical tools on how to make love and relationships last. So if you haven't, go ahead and check out some of those episodes so you can kind of be tooled and be armed for this unpredictable journey that we call love. So also, we are in the month of March. Y'all have heard me say it over and over. We are marching out of trauma in the Wake Up and Love relationship group. If you are needing access to licensed, certified doctors, counselors, psychiatrists, sex therapists, marriage and family therapists, Join us at Wake Up and Love. We meet every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday where we give evidence-based strategies, tested interventions that have been proven to work with hundreds of thousands of couples to make relationships work. So if you're interested in a community like that, please head on over to wakeupandlove.com and join us there. But I know why y'all are here. You're here for the conversations. And I have another great guest who's going to be joining us. I'm really excited to have this brother on here. Let me go ahead and get him in here. All right. So, sir, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, Joseph? Yeah, Jeremy Anderson um, right here live in Atlanta, Georgia. How you feeling, bro? Oh, I'm doing amazing. I'm doing just fine. So for those who don't know, like I've listened to Jeremy from a distance for many years. We've been on the prayer line together. He's even come to Memphis and poured into our church and even inspired me to actually start doing stuff just outside the four walls of a church, but getting into the community. So I just want to commend you on that and give you your flowers uh, on that inspiration and encouragement. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Proud of you, man. Love what you've been building with your community, your tribe, the content um, that you've been building, the platform, man, the lives that you've been changing, really helping get Help helping people understand the power of love and to rip up the script of love and to re give it a new definition, a new look on it, man. This generation needs it, bro. So I'm excited and humbled to be on with you. Let's go. Most definitely. So yeah. I do have some get to know you questions. And the first question that I ask everyone. So we're all very busy. We have our lives. We have family. We have our profession. And we're always doing, doing. But what does Jeremy like to do to disconnect from everything 
to replenish your own tank. In other words, what do you do for self-care? Yeah. So one of my um, my mental health coach told me years ago to write down um, five things that I enjoy doing that brings me joy, peace, happiness that does not involve anybody else. So my first thought was like, shoot, you know what I'm saying? When me and my wife get together, he was like, bro, this is something you do on a solo. And so I had to start thinking like maybe like when I go for a swim uh, or if I'm working out or like the early, early mornings, like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, whatever those things are, he was like, make sure you do that throughout the week. So that's really what keeps me grounded, man. I go to bed really early. I'm super disciplined because God has called me to much. So I don't have the luxuries of staying up till like 12 or one o'clock in the morning watching movies and games and stuff. Like I got multiple businesses and I got impact and traveling and speaking and a family and teams and, and 20 employees. Like it's a lot that's on me. So for me and my bandwidth, so I don't get burnt out. I go to sleep early, 930. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm up at four o'clock and those hours in the morning when it's just me and God reading, studying, praying, kind of doing that my thing where there's no clutter from that three to seven, because ain't nobody really texting me or calling me before seven. Then I get the kids up and at it, get them out the house, get to work out. So I need hours in the morning where it could just be me and God and me and my own thoughts processing, practicing mindfulness. How am I feeling? How's my heart? How's my energy? How, what did I win yesterday? What did I learn yesterday? What do I got to do differently today? What am I excited about today? You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I going to embrace today? Like, how am I going to love my wife today? And I'm interceding for my wife and my family. So I need hours, bro. Because once I get up, once the sun come out, people calling me and texting me, bro. I, right now I got uh, 590 text messages I ain't even been able to get to yet. 590, bro. I don't even talk about the emails. So that anxiety can go to the roof. So I take time for me where I can go for a swim. I can work out. I can have my time to walk and talk with God. Now I got that download. Now I'm ready to serve my family. Now I'm ready to serve my wife. Now I'm ready to serve our 20 plus employees. Now I'm ready to jump on the plane and, and jump on stage and speak. And I can speak from a pure place because I got a pure heart. That makes sense? Oh, absolutely. And I love the fact that it's intentional time. Yeah. This isn't just some hours that you happen to just find or squeeze in. Right. This is an intentional, deliberate time. And as a result, when you take care of yourself, other people are taken care of. Absolutely. You're, not, you're not pouring from that empty cup that we often get to if we mm -hmm. don't take care of and prioritize ourselves. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And everyone, if you don't have some type of self-care routine, make it a part of your lifestyle. It is important. It is a priority. It's not optional. So second question. Mm -hmm. What comes to mind when you hear the word love? Sacrifice. First thing, first thing come to mind, bro. Not the mushy feeling. Um, sacrifice, right? Because the mushy leaves after a while. You know what I'm saying? Like the mushy, that mushy feeling on the inside, like that leaves after a while. You know, true love will cause you to sacrifice. I'm a Christian, as you know, bro. Like Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice by laying down his life. God gave up his son like sacrifice. So when I look at my relationship with my marriage, there's nobody on earth that can say, Jeremy, you don't love your wife. I do, bro, because of the sacrifices that I make, the crosses that I carry. So yeah, when I think about love in its totality, it's, it's the sacrifice for the other person and what makes marriages and what makes relationships so beautiful and, and so powerful is when you have two people who are willing to sacrifice for each other. When you have two people 
who are willing to serve each other. Like love can go one way. It can. It can get tiresome though. You can get tired so when you love it and love it and love it and they're not loving you back. Like it takes a strong person to continue to pour out into love. But when that thing is reciprocated, oh my God. Like I don't know what it's called, but like whatever C4 touch something else, it's like two things touch and it explodes. Like that's when you're on a whole other level. But it is still possible for it to be one way, right? Why? Because God so loved the world. You know what I'm saying? That he gave his only begotten son. He was like, I first loved you before you even knew me. Before you even loved me, I loved you first. And so yeah, I think about when I think about love, first word comes to mind, bro, is sacrifice and the power within. Mm, I love that. I love it because one reason I ask that is because a lot of people are unsure how to define it. And I think people get stuck in that Disney fairy tale idea, the mushy gushy of what love is. But I think people who really understand love are saying stuff like sacrifice. It's it, it requires things like commitment. And, and selflessness. Yep. So I just appreciate you being willing to share your idea of love. And I know everyone else is gonna be able to pull from and, that. And, and, be and can I say this? That mushy, the Disney fairy tale, like man, there's some people that's blessed to have that, right? It is. And I ain't gonna, man, can I be, can I, I can be vulnerable on here, right? Right, can right. Can I be honest on here, bro? But let me tell you something, dog. It's been some times, bro, when I be watching a movie with my wife, or a TV show, and I see a couple come in from date night, passionately kissing, in love, holding hands. And I used to feel, because that's not my situation. My wife ain't, she ain't touchy-feely like that, you know what I'm saying? But, and I used to, I used to almost have resentment in my heart. I used to suck my teeth like, man, don't nobody do that in real life. And then God was like, nah, bro, you got some people that love passionately like that. So don't hate, celebrate, you know what I'm saying? But because that wasn't my journey, in my marriage, I was like, man, that's stupid, man. Nobody want to see that. That's more Hallmark stuff. And then God was like, bruh, like, but your foundation is stronger than theirs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So the lovey-dovey, the mushy, the hold hands, whispering sweet nothings. Yeah, that's like the icing on the cake. But the foundation of the cake itself, the cake itself, the ingredients within the cake is the dedication, the service, the commitment, the sacrifice. And so I just wanted to, because you're right. Some people think of the mushy stuff, but it's like there are some people that's blessed to have a strong foundation of love and all the mushy stuff that's on top. And so I realized God was just like, bro, you got to get your heart right because there's there's another level that you have yet to experience when it mm -hmm. comes to that marital overwhelming bliss. And we're just passionately in love. He was like, that's not your testimony. Mm -hmm. he was like, I need you to still have a pure heart to where you can smile when you see other people walking and holding hands and passionately in love. You know what I'm saying? And so I was just like, got it. So that I'm just being vulnerable like that. That was a time for me to say, OK, I get it. I understand now this whole uh, love unscripted thing. It's levels to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. And so I want to go ahead and jump in. And you mentioned something about the heart. And so this it's been about a couple of weeks, but I reposted one of your videos hmm. and that video did a lot of numbers. Right now, it's sitting at 1.5 million views. Wow. 1.5 million people watch this video, and it has over 55,000 shares right now. Wow. And it was you giving tips on marriage. Wow. And as I'm looking, I was excited. Like, I heard this, and I was like, I was encouraged. But as I looked through the comments and looked at what a general consensus was, some people were not as happy to see yeah. what you were saying yeah. uh, and couldn't understand it. Yeah. It was very much so. Why would he go through all of this? I wonder what she's doing for him. 
if love looks like this, then I don't want it. If marriage requires this, then I'm not ready for that. So, Jeremy, here's my question. What type of person do Hold you- Hold on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Somebody actually said that. I wonder, he's doing all this for her. I wonder what she's doing for him. Jeremy, I can pull it, I can screenshot it to you and send it to you. Wow. And, and that's what caused me to be like, yo, I got to get him on here to talk about this. Wow. A lot of people are coming from a place with relationships and marriage of what do I get out of it? Hmm. What do I get out of it? And we're going to hit this point because I, I got something for you I want you to answer. Right. In this first one, before we even get into it, before we even drop to one knee and say I do, before we decide to take this lifelong commit commitment with someone, what type of person do we need to even be to be ready for that type of journey? So I tell people, you know, I feel like every person, this is just my own opinion. I feel like every person should get some form of counseling or therapy before they get married or when they start getting close. Because people don't realize, Joseph, and you know this from with the work you do, people don't realize like how broken, how damaged, how traumatized they are. And somebody might say, well, nobody hurt me or nobody molested me or nobody broke my heart. It's like, OK, but you grew up in a home where there was dysfunction or you grew up in a single family home and you never really had a, a husband be modeled or you never really had a wife being modeled or, or you have seen that. But it was the worst example. Like it's so much mental and emotional trauma that people go through. So I would say the first thing as you're courting that person, as you try to live a life of purity and all of that, because I do believe that when you get the poo poo, it does blind it, it does blind your your senses, you know what I'm saying? Some things that should be a red flag end up being hot pink where you're not even really tripping on it because he put it on you or she put it on you, right? So I do believe that we should, you know, they should try to pursue a level of virtue and resistance from like that sexual temptation to really get to understand the person's heart, to understand the person's mind. Then they can really understand and explore the person's body. But I feel like you should be able to connect with the heart, the mind, the soul of a person. And so I would say some of those foundational things and then get some counseling. Not even, I'm not even talking about marriage counseling, personal counseling. Right? Let's see what, oh, what trauma you can un, um, that you can um, uh, uncover and, and get revealed to you before you go into this relationship. Because let me tell you what marriages and relationships are. It's two people coming together and they're bringing all their good and their bad. They're, so imagine me and you pack for a trip, bro. I'm packing my clean clothes. And I'm packing my dirty clothes because it's everything I own. I'm bringing everything on this trip. You know what I'm saying? And so you have a, a male and a female, a husband and a wife, you know what I'm saying? And they're bringing all their good traits. He's handsome. He's tall. He's got good credit. But he also got a porn addiction. And he also grew up in an abusive home. And he also never met his biological father. And he also had womanizing issues. You know what I'm saying? And then you have a woman. It's like, OK, she's pretty. You know what I'm saying? She does well for herself, but she's bad when it comes to finances. She's hot tempered. She always snapping because she's seen her mama snapping on people. You know what I'm saying? And she, so now you come in with these cool qualities, but you've also got some other things that's damaging and you're bringing all that together. And so when I look at all the people that I've been blessed to counsel and to minister to over the years in the areas of marriage, I have found that those that's really, 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 really struggling, they come in with some heavy, heavy, heavy baggage. And then those people that's like, man, y'all have a phenomenal relationship. Y'all want to just tweak a few things. I'm like, oh, they, they saw the marriage work out the right way. They letting Christ be in the center. They have a strong foundation. You know what I'm saying? They communicate well. And so I believe that our level of the, the level of brokenness we have 
you know what I'm saying, determines our level of growth within that relationship. So those are a few of the things I would say. Have a firm foundation in God. Set some sexual boundaries because that can cloud your judgment, right? Um, and then get some necessary help on you. Then you come together and you have the couple counseling. And I would say those are some of the main things that you want to have. Because of walking apart, sharing ice cream together, talking all night, all that stuff is cool. But what happens when she gets diagnosed with cancer? Or what happens when he loses his job? Or what happens when he's paralyzed? Or what happens when you lose children? Or what happens when you get that diagnosis? Or what happens when the house goes into foreclosure? Like what happens when he, there's infidelity? You feel me? Like that's when things get real. So you're going to need a little bit more of a foundation to stand on to weather that storm. Oh, absolutely. And what I'm hearing you say is like you got to like do a self-evaluation and count the cost because you are taking on somebody else's stuff. You are going to have to learn some new things along the way. And I love the packing analogy. People got to look at their bag, accept what they have in their bag. And if they don't have a toothbrush, be willing to go somewhere where you can get one. On. Just because you don't have it right now doesn't mean you can't possibly have it later or find out where to get it. So that's that's some good stuff. Another aspect of the video, you you were highlighting a conversation you had with God about how you have to be careful how you treat your wife because God is going to deal with you the way you deal with her. And a lot of people, I think that went over people's head. They looked at it very superficial, like, oh, so if, if I do anything wrong, then I'm just going to be punished? No. So here's my question to you. Hmm. How does how we treat our partner impact us and the quality of the relationship? Yeah. So 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 when I said that, from what I recall, I was just like, God told me how you deal with my daughter is how I'm going to deal with you. That was like a personal word he gave to me. I don't proclaim to be a prophet that's telling every man how you deal with your wife. It's like, no, God might give you grace. But God told me, like, Robin, opening up doors. I have blessed you beyond your wildest imagination. Like I have favored you. Continue to spoil your wife because I spoil you. Continue to honor your wife because I honor you. You know what I'm saying? Continue to be patient with your wife because I'm patient with you. Because there were times, man, Joe, I used to feel like, man, my girl don't deserve me. Like my wife's not a bad person. I was just like, look, she, she don't deserve me. I, I started feeling like she was spoiled. And God was like, bro, you don't deserve me. He's like, I went to the cross for you. I was innocent. You sin every single day, yet my mercies are new every single morning. And so God was just like, keep that same energy when it comes to my daughter. And so that was kind of like the mindset <clears throat> that I have. So I'm not telling anybody that if you talk crazy to your, your spouse, like God going to get you. I'm, I'm not saying that. God extends us grace all the time. I know for me, he was just like, hey, you want to keep winning? You want to keep being successful? You want to keep being favored? Well, I'm going to have to put you in a position now where you, where you, where you locked in. You know what I'm saying? And be mindful of how you treat my wife because my wife is a delicate. He was like my daughter because my wife is a delicate flower. He's like, bro, you can't treat this flower any, any which way. You can't talk to her any which way you want to. You know what I'm saying? You got to be patient with her the same way I'm patient with you. Mm. And, and what what does the quality of the relationship look like when you treat your wife well or you, if someone treats their partner well? What can they reap? If they're sowing goodness, kindness, like what what could be the what does that look like in the relationship? What you mean? You mean like when when a spouse like what happens when the spouse is loving and kind and patient? Right. Because I because because I'm of the mindset that a lot of people just from what I see in counseling sessions, 
what you're putting into the relationship is what you get back. But they think that I am on an island by myself and what they're doing to me is not a, a result of either how I'm treating them, how I'm nurturing them or how I'm pouring into them. It's yeah. just them being a bad person versus their how we cultivate and how we pour into our partner manifests outwardly. So I, so I, I, I agree, but I think I might also disagree. Okay. I do believe if you talk to your spouse a certain way, you mean, you're disrespectful, you're condescending, there is a certain type of behavior that you're going to get back. It's a certain type of energy. But I, 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 know, I know some people very closely that are sweet, that are gentle, that go above and beyond to serve their wife and, and to do everything to meet every single need, but it's not reciprocated. And they like year after year after year after year you know, I talked to some cats and they just like, bro, I'm staying the course. I'm staying committed. I'm, I'm serving. I'm loving. I'm going above and beyond. I'm in straight spoil mode, but it's not coming back to me. You know what I'm saying? If anything, the term spoiled is real. It's like, yo, you, you, now you're just getting used to it. You, it's, it's almost like this is the norm. And they can't, they starting to feel like this ain't the norm, like what you get and how I treat you, but I still feel invisible. So this thing called love, man, is deep because, you know, it's like, if you put this negative out, nine times out of 10, unless that person is really strong spiritually, you're going to get that negative back. But then there are some times when you could put out so much love and positivity, but that person might be limited with the bandwidth of love, the depth of love, and they might not be able to reciprocate it. You have to be okay with that. Mm, I like that. That's a different spin on it that sometimes it's not. And that's why some relationships are so difficult because there are people pouring in and they're not getting back, which makes you discouraged, which mm -hmm. makes it difficult to keep yeah. showing up. Go ahead. Can I go deeper? Because it's like, if I'm going to come on, let me just be transparent. So in my situation with my wife, my wife's amazing. I love her dearly. Um, but we just, you know, she has so many health issues, um, you know, fibromyalgia, endometriosis, adenomyosis. We were losing babies, depression. Like she was just going through a lot. So she just didn't have a whole lot of of the band with hormonal issues. Like it was, it was a lot. And so for me, I'm in healthy, I'm in great shape. Like everything is smooth. And so she was just limited with the love, the affection, the care that she could show me. And so it was really hard for me. And then when we were in better seasons, it still didn't move the needle. And there was times when I would feel invisible. And so I started doing things like, okay, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna serve you. I'm gonna wash the dishes. I'm gonna do some laundry and put it up. And and I'm gonna rub your feet and I'm not gonna expect nothing in return. You know what I'm saying? But maybe you show me some love at the end of the week. And then I wouldn't get it. And God was like, bruh, you, you, you doing this? Like this, uh, this ain't no pre, uh, quid pro quo. You know what I'm saying? Did I say that right? Pre, quid pro quo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, this ain't that. Just do it because it needs to be done. So I was doing it. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna wash the dishes. I'm gonna, do the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill your car up with gas and get a detail. Like you ain't gotta ask for nothing. Just say thank you. Come on now, just acknowledge your boy. And then when it started to be like the norm, and I was like, oh, oh, she didn't even say thank you. Oh, she think the average cat doing this. So now there's resentment in my heart. And God was like, bruh, I need you to go to the next level. And I need you to do all these things knowing I'm pleased. That's a whole nother level right there. God is like, I need you washing them dishes. I need you rubbing them feet. I need you polishing the floors. And you the breadwinner. Stop playing. Stop playing, bro. I, I produce the bread, bro. I'm making seven figures, multiples a year. Like, I, that's me. He was like, but I still want you to serve your wife, your queen, because you wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for her. 
You the talent, she the brains. You feel me? And so with all that being said, the one level was like, okay, I'm going to do these things hoping you show me some love. Okay. I'm going to do these things hoping you at least validate me and acknowledge it. Then this is like, I'm going to do these things because they need to be done. So mm -hmm. God told me to go on the journey of chasing her heart. And he was like, you chase her heart when you chase my heart. And so that's a, that's a little bit more background to even how I had to grow into this space. Mm, I love that. I love that. And, and if we're not careful, selfishness can slip and creep into any relationship. Humans by nature are selfish. Yes. If you've ever seen children, they will cry because they want something. Not caring that you work 40 hours, not caring that there's other children to take right. care of, not caring that the mother is in debt of sleeping. When they're ready to eat, they're ready to eat. They don't care. It's in us. Sometimes we as adults carry that into our adulthood. But at the same time, many of us want a relationship marriage that requires us to be selfless. So Jeremy, how do we bridge the gap or how do we make the transition from being selfish to selfless so that we have an opportunity to have healthy relationships? So the, the process to go from selfish to selfless is really, man, a journey of really really embracing love and really embracing God's characteristics, right? I, I can't help, right? let me tell you something. That's the only reason I lasted this long in marriage, right? It's because I'm not, I'm not looking at this thing like through regular eyes. Like it's, it's gotta be like God at the center of it, right? And so for me, I was naturally, I mean, you, bro, you nailed it. Kids are naturally selfish. When I want milk, I'm hungry. Bump what you got going on. This is what I want. This is what I need. And I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs until I get it. Right. And so naturally we are selfish. And so it's like we have to get to a point where we say, OK, here we go. Not my will, as we say with God, but thy will be done. Not what I need, but what you need. So we focus on this, but now we focus on this. And it's easier to focus on here to here when you got a connection here and here. Does that make sense? So as long as my connection here is good, my connection here is great. And so the prayer now, this is the prayer I've been praying. God, take care of my heart. At the end of the day, take care of my heart. I'm like, God, man, I'm weak, bro. I need you. You know what I'm saying? Like my, my heart is as great as a guy in him. I'm an amazing husband, amazing father, man of God. But like the, the flesh is weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get it twisted. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still need God's grace. And so sometimes I find myself like, okay, I'm going to serve, serve, serve. But God, I need you to take care of my heart. And it's because it's so easy. It's easy for me to say, hey, man, you should just focus on serving your spouse. And then God willing, they're going to serve you back. Right. But there has to be that mindset that says, I didn't get into this for this to be 50-50. I got into this to be 100 and you give me 100. But if you don't give me 100, that don't mean I'm not going to give you 100. You look at any dynasty football team, they got a strong offense and a strong defense. When the defense is doing their thing, the offense on the bench. Now, if the defense drops the ball and they let somebody score a touchdown, the offense don't get to say, man, you let them score a touchdown, we ain't going out there. No, the offense still got a job to do. The offense is focused on putting up points every single play. The defense is focused on stopping the opposing team every single play. So just because the offense falls off, that don't mean the defense get to, oh, well, I'm not going to do my part. No, that's not what we, when you're doing the dynasty. But the offense ain't got nothing to do with the defense. 
the offense got to just focus on putting up points. And so in my relationship, I was like, dang, as much as I want to control my wife, as much as I want to say, hey, this is what you need to be doing. This is what I deserve. That don't move the needle. If anything, that's going to push her away because she ain't built like that. She's going to be like, Negro, please. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I got to just say, baby, baby, please, how can I serve you? How can I support you? How can I guide you? Now I go to God like, hey, bro, take care of my heart. That's your daughter. She's not meeting my needs. And it's breaking my heart. And it hurts. And I've been suffering from depression. And I've been in a dark place. Now I'm smiling around her. And I'm loving her. And I'm affirming her. Right? And I'm going above and beyond. And I'm biting my tongue. And I'm killing that, that pride that rises inside. But I'm telling you, God, you got to take care of my heart. Because I'm not in a good space. Like, bro, I prayed them prayers. And mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, God, you got to do a work within her. And then I start seeing a little glimpse. And I'm like, man. Okay, God, you are working through her. Wow. She is trying to hurt in her limited capacity. So this thing is deep, bro. We could do this all day. Listen, listen. I, I would love to keep you longer, but we got to transition into our final segment of the show, which is Flip the Script, which is where our guest provides a simple tool or strategy to deal with a challenge or situation that we discuss in the episode. So here's your question, Jeremy. Someone may be listening and they may be thinking, yo, I have not been doing the best at considering how I'm treating my partner. What is one thing they can do to be more mentally conscious of their actions and behavior towards their partner? So one thing you can do to be mentally conscious to the actions and behavior that you show your partner is to first start with a conversation. I have this thing, man, and I'll email it to you. I think this would be a good resource that you can give to your clients and your couples you work with, but it's a marriage report card. It's the next level marriage report card. Um, and I created it myself and I had my team design it. You got to ask questions. How can I best serve you? How can I best meet your needs? What is it that irritates you about me? What is it that pisses you off? Like, what is it that gets you going in the morning that gets you excited? Like, let me know what to do and what not to do. Most people don't do that, though. Most people kind of just go with the flow and kind of just figure it out. But I'm like, why sit? I'm going to ask. Bro, I'm going to ask. If some, bro, when you go to a restaurant and you order eggs, they ask you, how do you want your eggs cooked? Over easy, sunny side up. Scramble, scramble with cheese, egg whites only. You feel me? So you got to ask your partner, hey, what's your fancy? What tickles your fancy? What gets you going? What gets you excited? What makes you upset or frustrated? What, and what, 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 what things do I do that makes you slowly break your trust? Like I would say to ask those questions and then everything changes. And then I'd be having vulnerable and open and honest conversations with my girl. Communication is the biggest way that you can grow in a relationship. And I'm going to give you all one more bonus. One thing that's going to help fight that divide between you and your spouse is when you have honest conversations with them and you let them know what your intentions are. Bro, before we were in the financial position we in now, I used to go to my wife years ago and say, hey, babe, I'm traveling, I'm speaking, I'm working hard. And I know we struggling right now when things are tight, but I would tell her it ain't going to always be like this. And I would say, you know what keeps me going is knowing that one day you're going to be able to go to the mall and you're going to be able to walk in whatever store and get whatever bag you want. One day, you're going to be able to go grocery shopping and you ain't going to have to be on the budget looking for coupons. One day, you're going to be able to get gas and you're not even tripping. No, nah, my wife's still going to trip on gas prices. Right, but I ain't going to lie. I was about to start capping. But I was like, hey, babe, one day you're going to be able to go shopping and travel the world and, and we're not going to be de dealing with these financial constraints. I can't provide that lifestyle to you right now, but one day you're going to be able to get a massage once a week and get your nails done and get your toes did and get your eyebrows done and your lashes. Like one day you're going to be able to do whatever you want and money won't be a problem. I'm not in that position right now, but one day, bro. Man, do you know what that did for my marriage, bro? 
My wife was like, you see me. I just said, babe, I need to let you know what my intentions are. My intentions are to love you. My intentions are to spoil you. My intentions are to serve you. And so that's just one more thing that I will share to help you take that relationship to the next level. Oh, and there you guys have it. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us this week. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me, man. Hey, please let everybody know where they can find you on the internet and social media. Yeah, so you type in Jeremy Anderson on YouTube and anywhere else, Facebook, I'm there, and Instagram, Twitter, um, it's at one Jeremy Anderson. I'm easy to find. I'll let you. Appreciate you. All right. Well, thank everybody for listening. Remember, we got the Wake Up and Love relationship community. If you're looking to be in contact with licensed therapists, psychiatrists, doctors, counselors, and certified relationship coaches that give evidence-based strategies for starting and maintaining healthy relationships, head on over to wakeupandlove.com. Also, head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Podcast, comment, rate, subscribe. If you're in podcast land, go ahead and head on over to YouTube to Love Unscripted HD, where you can see the full episode for this video. But hey, we may not have all the answers, but we will have the conversation. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.